I'm over here now. Pardon the interruption, no need for introduction. It's the drunken monk. Turn this shit up a little, some my bucket. Up in smoke, sipping Bacardi till I'm giving my car keys to Jimmy Ferrari. And we out, about to go jump in a mosh pit full of hundreds of hot chicks saying something obnoxious like, I gotta put my foot in your ass, permit. When I'm done, I'll cook you in a Brooklyn blast furnace. Yo, we're live, my man. We're live. We're live. Well, we're not live. Sort of live. We're recording live. Recording live, right. From This Is Hardcore, 2019. 2019, again. Yeah. Again. Every year. Every year. Every day You're almost like a staple. Yeah. Yeah, it's a beautiful thing, man. They might be sick of us this year. I don't this, know about that. This might be the year. I don't know about that. Mike Skull, ladies and gentlemen. All Out War. What's up, buddy? How's it going, Jimmy? It's going well. You know, I got here last night. Went to the little pre-show. How's Philadelphia treating you? Philadelphia is awesome. It's my second favorite city. Mine too. I'm I'm partial to New York because obviously born and bred. But Philadelphia has been good to us. Yeah, Philadelphia's probably been better for you than it was for me. I just come here for you know for this hardcore and horror convention. My wife's from Philadelphia. Oh, see, oh, so Philadelphia is great for you. I stole the name from uh, Fanzine. All oh, there was see that I didn't even know that there was an all out war fanzine. Did all out war. Fanzine, that's where the name came from. I didn't even know that. All these people think it came from, like, other places. It came from a fanzine out of Philadelphia. Well, I was just thinking, because I'm, like, a half an idiot. I'm thinking, like, because of your musical content and your lyrics, it's all, it's, it's very fitting. Well, it fit, and then um, I bought the... I bought the fanzine at a sheer terror show at the Anthrax in, Connect- in Connecticut. Okay. And um, I had the fanzine, and then we started the band, and we were looking for names. And uh, the fanzine, the title of the fanzine fit. Struck a chord. So we even stole the logo. That's why every year at This Is Hardcore, I pay homage to, to Jamie Davis. There you go. And I give him free records. <laughs> so every year I have to pay a tribute for the name. Right. Well, speaking of records, th- today you dropped up the, the brand new one, no? We did. Brand new record. For All Among the Filth. All Among the Filth came out today. Ridiculous. Ridiculous, bro. Now, you, you heard have- it? I've heard what you released. Okay. I mean, I've been here, so I didn't get the record yet, but I heard the, the couple of songs that you did put out. And it's ridiculous. It's metal. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, and I'm not, I'm not one to blow smoke. Because these guys over here, I'm not going to blow smoke. But you're a band that, it's, it's almost, it sounds so fucking stupid that I'm even going to say this, but it's like, you guys could almost do, like, no wrong. Like, every record, you know what you're getting, and everything is ridiculously fucking good and heavy. We don't change. You don't change. <laughs> but you know what? Some bands, you know, they'll... they'll they, they don't change, but it's like, all right, already. We uh, we get it, what you're putting out. But something with All Out War, you know. I think shit. this one's a little bit different, a little bit more aggressive. Like, we we cut out the fat with this one. Right. Like, a lot of the songs are shorter than usual. Like, we started to... Uh, we started to get a little long with the songs, especially on the last record. Like, there was quite a few songs that were right around four minutes. We have one song that I think hits four minutes on the new record, but most of the songs are right around a two-minute, two-fifty range. Like, it's awesome. It's not a lot of songs over over three minutes on this one at all. Right. Now, going back, you have you have you're one of those bands that, that 
I don't know if you would say you came out of the hardcore scene. Would you say that? Well, you used to play like back in the day, like the Crazy Country Club in Brooklyn and shit, years and years ago. Right. There's like a big connection between like you guys and like Candiria and all those guys from back and, then. And I mean, even back farther, Confusion, Dark Side, right. All the Judgment Day. Uh, man, like nobody's perfect. Social Disorder. Frank to Frank. All those bands. I mean, we definitely. Definitely love playing all those shows, and uh, you know, it's uh, it's great to share a legacy with those bands. Yeah, man. Starkweather. Starkweather. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Obviously. A family connection there. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, man. So now, do you want to go back? Like, I mean, I don't want to do the cliche things, but like, as far as like, what were you listening to? What were you growing up with? Like in the house as a kid and stuff like that. Yeah. In the house as a kid, yeah. you know, this has come up a lot lately in the interviews I've done. And I gotta I'm say, sorry to be redundant. No, no, it's great because uh, people are always surprised. It's Bob Dylan Desire, that right. record. The Bob Dylan Desire record was like the first record that really turned me on to like, uh, like, wow, this is cool. music is cool. Yeah. You know, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that record. That record, to me, like that song, Hurricane, was the first song off that record. That yeah. was just a fucking great song. I don't find so, that uh, my, my father used to play that all the time as a kid, so that really is what turned me on to music and then, you know, progressed, yeah. obviously. What was your turn? Everybody knows, like, where they, where they were, what band it was, or what song exactly, where their turning point was, kind of, from whatever you were listening to, because I grew up with all the classic stuff in my house, you know, the... Queen and Led Zeppelin and all that, Black Sabbath, all that stuff. And then, everybody knows this, but I had a babysitter who had the fucking Motley Crue Shout of the Devil record, and that, from there, propelled me into the early thrash and then onward. I had a guy that, uh, I knew a guy that gave me, like, a mixtape when I was, like, I don't know, 11, and, uh... The first record I bought with my own money was Rat Out of the Cellar. No shit. And that, that's the first record. <laughs> All right. And then... Um, I don't feel so bad with the Motley Crue thing. I don't even care. Listen, I'm, I'm not shaking. mad at Rat. No, I'm not. <laughs> I like them, bro. So uh, I bought that record, and then and then I bought uh, Stay Hungry by Twisted Sister, and then, and then it was the summer of 85 when I discovered, like... Slayer and uh, Celtic Frost and Venom, right? You know, and, yeah, and, and the then, more evil shit, right? Yeah. And that shit blew me away. Like I remember listening. To, I'll always remember the first time I heard Venom. You know, I, I heard Venom, and obviously, was, welcome to Hell Record. It, it, actually, the first Venom record I heard was Black Metal. Right. Okay. And uh, when the song Buried Alive hit Sick. with the yeah. with the crazy intro and the vocals. That was when I totally felt that I was letting something that I shouldn't let into my life. You know, it was awesome. like, that, that was when I when I got the creeps and you know never go back. Right. You know, you, I heard that record. It was creepy, and I was like, "This is it. This, this is what I love." Right. You know, and I went from there, and then I was going to see like uh, you know the metal shows, you know, Metallica, Metal Church, all over, and then. Nuclear Assault, Broken Bones. No shit. Like, so, so I saw Nuclear Assault. I went to see Nuclear Assault. Yeah. Saw Broken Bones. So that kind of exposed me to a little more like punk type of stuff. You saw them by accident. Right. And then I saw Creator and I saw DRI. Right. And, uh, you know, I'd already like heard that stuff. But to me, all that's like I heard Agnostic Front on um, 
on, there was a radio station out of uh, Valhalla, New York, which was the college radio station. And, you know, being from upstate New York, you had to work really hard to discover new music. So what I did was... Especially back then. Right. Right. So I hooked uh, a piece of metal into my uh, into my radio and I could get NYU and I could get the Valhalla radio station and I forget what it was called okay. but that was the first time I heard Agnostic Front and that was the first time I heard Chrome Eggs and all that and to me at that time I didn't know what anything looked like so sure. to me that was all metal of course you know so I loved it and then when I started going to see the crossover shows that's when I started to realize there's a whole different thing out there called hardcore because again as an upstate New York kid we didn't have access to like a lot of shows right so you know I heard the music first I would go to this place called Rock Fantasy in Middletown New York and I would buy all my records there I remember buying Age of Quarrel and there's no picture on the tape no not on the tape no so I had no idea so to me that was just metal it was a metal band and then and then I started to like understand this stuff as I got a little bit older and started going to shows and then it's been it's been my life Ever since, you know, so going on, you know, over way over 30 years of doing this stuff. And of course, you never had the foresight to think that you would still be doing this at that time, did you? No. Of and course not. But I can tell you, I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. You know? I mean, you guys are fucking consistent as hell, man. It's fucking awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So now, you're a teacher. Yes, sir. What, 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 what do you teach? I'm not sure. History, social studies? I teach, yeah, I teach world history. World history. What grade? I teach 10th grade. 10th grade. Do you kids know you're in a fucking sick bastard band? They do. They do. They know. Do they love it? They always think they got something on me. They, they always, <laughs> like, come up to me and they'll, like, bring their phones and they'll show me their phone and they'll have, like, a video of All Out War or something up and they'll be like... The lack, like, yeah, like, we know. Yeah, we know. But, but we're going to be cool about this, and we're not going to tell anybody. <laughs> That's fucking like, funny. Everybody knows. Yeah, everybody knows. It's, it's, it's not a hidden secret. I mean, the crazy thing about all that is, like, I, uh, I'm i the head of the social studies department. So, <laughs> so awesome. like, I live, like, this dual life. You do. I find it hysterical, and it's fascinating in a way. It's like, I know that Mike's a teacher. I'm not sure what grade, and I think he's a history teacher. But all of the shit on his records is about fucking religion and fucking just destruction and burning the fucking planet down. I'm like, this is fucking awesome. And then he goes in, and he's like, Mr. Nice Guy Teacher. I wear a tie. And you wear a tie? That's the heaviest shit ever. <laughs> Oh, shit. Such a fraud. Nah, I think you're very real. I don't think you're a fraud at all. So, do you have anything, like, planned as far as tours or anything like that? Or? We got, so tonight, and then um, we go out with In Cold Blood for a few dates. So we're going to go out to, we're going to do our record release show in Poughkeepsie with uh, In Cold Blood and uh, Internal Bleeding, Outer Heaven, uh, who else? Eternal Sleep. Uh, so that's, I'm looking forward to that show. Then we go out, we go out to Canada with In Cold Blood. We come back, we take a little bit of time off, and then we go out again with I Hate God. So we'll do a couple of shows with them. And then we got some really cool stuff that I, that I've, that's not announced yet. Right. So I don't know, you know. Right. This is all before school of all this stuff. No, well, some of it, yeah. And then we do a really good job, like, 
of planning this stuff around school. I mean, I think some people think that we're we're blowing them off, you know, because everybody's always asking us to play shows and go here and go here, there and do this, but it's really difficult for us because... Um, so I, I got the, the teaching gig, and everybody else, we're all dads, you know. So, of course. so we've got to find time that we can fit these in. And what works better for us is just to do a bunch of shows in a row and then disappear for a while. Sure. Like, it's really hard for everybody to find, like, weekend or one show. You know what I'm saying? Like, one show. It's, like, really hard to be like, okay, we're going to play on a Friday, and then that's it. It's easier for us to just do, you know, a Thursday within driving distance where we get back for work. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we drive away. Right. You know, and then we come back late Sunday night into Monday morning and go back to work. Like, Ooh. that's easier to do, sure. believe it or not, than just to say, okay, what well, one day works for all of you guys. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah no, nobody, we're, not, we're not, you know, I mean, 17 have, years old anymore. Right. So. Like, we have times, like, we just went out and we did uh, four dates on the West Coast with Integrity, Toxic Holocaust, and this great band, Funeral Chic, and um, those shows were, were great. Right. And uh, so, yeah. yeah. So, obviously, like, I don't know. I don't know if you've ever listened to the podcast, but I don't talk politics. I'm not about to start baiting you into politics. But with all of your content and stuff, like, I don't even know what the question would be. It's like, what do you see going on? Like... A lot of people say that, oh, you know, we're in the craziest times ever, and the, the quote-unquote, I don't even know what it means, but people the planet is angry, and the world's in upheaval, and all that stuff. But, like, for me personally, I think that it's been the same way, but I did because it's just we have so much 24-hour news cycle and social media, it's heightened, so it might seem like more. It's heightened... Because of what you just said, right. the 24-hour news cycle, which makes it more dangerous. Because I, here, I, here's I, what's happening. Okay. We're buying in. The country's buying in. The world's buying in. Foot, line, and sinker. They want us divided. They want us arguing. They sell, like, who do these people think are putting out conspiracy theories? It's the powers that be, right. because they get you arguing over conspiracy theories, right. probably most of which are not true at all, and they just throw it out there. Right. And if anybody, if you have social media, you can see it, so you get people arguing amongst themselves over this conspiracy theory, that conspiracy theory, or this, and all these political figures are basically puppets, and they're serving a larger master, sure. and it's all about money, and it's all about big business, sure. and they're... Basically, and I, I work in public education, so I see what they're doing. Yeah. They're creating consumers. We yeah. consume news stories. Yeah. We consume products. Yeah. That's all they want. Yeah. Us arguing is just us consuming. consuming. We're consuming what they're throwing out. Yeah. And that's why it's dangerous. Sure. It's dangerous because they found the ultimate means of control. Right. They've discovered it. They've got it. It's the best that it's ever been. And then they get all these people to believe that you have a say. They get the they get you oh, to I say that shit all the time. You, you have some sort of power in this. Look, with your opinion if you put it on the fucking You put it and and what my, what I find hilarious as a student of history is if you look at all this stuff. The Persians manipulated their people. 
sure. Greeks manipulated the people, sure. Romans. It's an old trick. Yep. But all of a sudden, here we are in 2019 with all this supposed knowledge at our fingertips. And they're just doing it again. They're, yeah. they're, they're still doing it. You have no say in this. Now They now just let you think that you do. Absolutely. So they get you to discuss. And all of a sudden, people trust these, these politicians. And we play these team politics. Whether it be the right, whether it be the left. Look, you're not on their team. Right. Start to realize that. Exactly. You're not on their team. No. They don't want you on the team. No. So you're just rooting, but you believe it's like the same guy that refers to sports teams as we. Right. There's no we in this. There's no it's way. them. Right. And they're just like the Yankees sell you a hat. They're selling you things, and right. you pay with your votes. Right. And that's what's going on. And it's dangerous. It's very dangerous. And, and, the, pe- and people are not willing to budge at all. No. They're on the blue team or the red team or, I mean, even religion as well, obviously. Religion it's, has always been the ultimate scam. The ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate fucking holy shit. It's crazy, dude. So, like, I, I read your lyrics and I'm just like, like, and I don't know what it is. It's like, I don't buy in. Like, I'm aware of it all. Like, just like what you're saying, like, I know what they're up to. They, they want us fighting, and they want us. So I'm like, I stay back, and I watch the shit show happen. You know what I mean? They want us fighting, right? right. But I refuse. I refuse also. Yeah. It's I, like, I don't... I'm going to throw out what I see, you know, lyrically. Right. But I'm, I'm not going to debate you over social media. Oh, God. You know, I'm not going to have this discussion with you, right. you know? Yeah. I mean... We can talk how we're talking, but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue whether you're right or wrong because you're being duped and I'm not gonna play. Right. Yeah. That's fucking great, man. I, I completely agree. Thousand percent. So what else is going on, man? Nothing. Nothing. You know, uh, just putting this record out. Yeah. And then uh we will start writing again. Again, of course we you start, are. We fucking well oiled machine. Constantly. The one thing, I love doing this. I love it. And we're going to always put out music. We're never going to be a band that doesn't put out music. When we don't put out music is the time I will find something else to do. Because to me, this is all the creative outlet. You know, I enjoy doing this. I enjoy creating I enjoy hanging out with these guys and writing music. I don't want to be one of these bands that lives off of like an old record. It's, right. it's not for me. Right. More power to those people that do it, but it's not for some me. Some can, very little can. Right. It's not for but me. But some can. Yeah. You know. So and, and, and even if you do stop, and you're gonna find something else to do. But I mean, obviously, I mean, family aside, and stuff like that, and kids. But what are you gonna do that has more fulfillment or more? Creative. I, I don't know, like, all the time, you know, we were actually having this discussion when we were, we were coming down here about all these people that will always say, you know, underground music is dead, this is dead, that's dead. It's only dead for you because you don't 
come around anymore. Right. You know, well, you don't look dead. for it. Right, you don't look for it, exactly. It's out there. Sure. No, you, know, you, you have to go. There's a ridiculous I mean, amount of This is going to be a ridiculous weekend. You're going to have your... You know, you got all these haters, and they're going to sit around, and they're going to say, Hardcore's dead. This is dead. Fuck this. This is dead. Right. And it's like, it's dead for you, because you don't come around. Right. It's not dead for the people that are coming. Right. You're dead to them. Exactly. No one's missing you. No. no one cares. No one cares. It's ridiculous, right? Hi, Nikki. How are you? Oh, yeah. I've got nothing else to do. Wow. Me too. Winging it. Having fun here in Philly. This is my, this is my, how many years? This is what, the 13th Fest or the 14th Fest? I think, the four, I think it was the 14th. The 14th Fest, 13th year. Something like It's something like that. I heard Joe Hardcore say it on one of the podcasts. But how many have you played on? I think you played every year that I've been. This is my fifth. We played every year except for one since 2013. And then we played one earlier one. You know, the second one or the third one or something like that. So we played a lot. This is probably our seventh, I want to say our seventh or eighth. Yeah. It's like you guys are wisdom and change are like the staples. I mean I've known I've known Joe forever. Yeah. So I'll I will play any show that Joe asked me to play. Yeah. I mean I love the kid. We played his first show, you know, many years ago when he was like a little kid, you know. So um, you know, whenever Joe calls, I don't even It's like sure. It's just whatever. Yeah. Like you, yeah, this show other shows, whatever show Joe has, Philly Hardcore shows, always will play Joe shows. Yeah, it's awesome. So you don't know if you're gonna. Well, you're going on tonight at what, like ten to nine, right? something like that. Yeah. Something like that. Good shit, man. Well, if you if it, it sounds so stupid, but if there was if there was something for a kid to fucking that they, they, let's just say there's a kid starting a band. What do you have? You have any advice for these young kids getting into this shit? Yeah, do it. Do it with all your heart, though. You know, don't half-ass it. Just, just go for it. Play in a band. I mean, there's no, no better thing. This is a beautiful scene. It's fucking great. Like I said, my, my whole life revolves around. This sounds corny, but my whole life revolves. My friends are all from there. Sure. I mean, I, I had a barbecue at my house on Sunday. Everybody there was people I, I know from the scene, the music. You know, my, my wife I met. You know. Playing a show in Troy, New York, in 1993. You know, I mean, this is this is what I do socially. Like, what else? What else would I do? Yeah, really. Same here. You know, it's, like, it's like I don't do anything, but I, I go to work. I go to work. I do a podcast, and we come to shows. Like, I mean, like there's really not. I go to a couple horror conventions a year. You know what I mean? But you know, it's. Most of the people that I know and I associate with are through music, somehow or another. Right. Yeah. You know, within a couple of people, it's always, you know. My best friends are all from this. Yeah. You know, people I choose to interact with are all from this. You know, so, so like I said, if the the best advice I can give to a younger band is just to be sincere and just to do it. You know, just go for it. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I mean. 
I don't know. I mean, you got to be cut out for it. I mean, we're all a bunch of fucking misfit toys. I you mean, think? Yeah. You know, we're all broken supposed to be. Everything is supposed to be lovely and lolly da. Like. Look at the misfits we're surrounded by. I would Some say more than others, the, <laughs> obviously. The people that last in this and that are still around, obviously, are filling some kind of void. You think? You know, so... Uh, <laughs> and everybody else washes out. Right. And it's fucking fun times, man. Always fun shit. So how'd you get hooked up with, was it Upstate Records, correct? I've known Buddy. I met Buddy. Stigmata. You know, it was funny. I met Buddy at the same sheer terror show that I got the fanzine to uh, name All Out War. So uh, I met Buddy way back. I forget what Albany band he was in at the time. It was before Stigmata, but I've been friends with Buddy. Was he in the band with Valenti, that old school band, no, Attica? Not Attica. Not Attica? <laughs> I played with Attica, though. Did back. you? Oh, yeah. That's when Valenti had the nice... Yeah. He had like the uh, the Paul Bailoff mullet. I've always loved Mike. Mike's a Mike guy. is a great dude. So uh, yeah, I I knew Buddy for years, and then what happened was, you know, ever since we've been off of Victory, like I have no desire to be on like a like a big label since then. So we did we did two records with Clint from Organized Crime, who we've known from Chicago, and he's a great guy. And then. Um, Buddy and I were talking, and Buddy was like, oh, let's do an EP. You want to do an EP with my label? I said, sure, we'll do an EP. So I said, well, you need five songs? Yeah. We started writing, and I was like, hey, you know, we can, we're going to write a lot more than five songs. Why don't we just do a full one? And he was all about it, so we, we've done this. You know, we've got ten songs. And, uh, yeah, but Buddy's a great guy. You know, all those, all the Albany Troy guys are all great guys. You know, and, uh, Buddy always supports my stuff. He's always commenting, he's always sharing my stuff. He listens to, I believe. Yeah, man. So I've known him for a long time. Just like most of my friends in hardcore, I've known I've known them for for years. Yeah. I, I bounce I bounce in and out a few times here and there. I mean, just due to circumstances. You know what I mean? Military and that. So now, now, I think it might be a ridiculous question, but since you are a history teacher, I guess do, do you write all of the lyrics? Yes, you do. Do you read a lot? Yes, you do. Right? Even besides like your curriculum and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. I read constantly. Yeah. I can only imagine. What, what, do you, what, do you, what do you go to things? Uh, I read a lot of political science books, right. and then I read. I, I like to read like sports books. Like right now, I'm reading <laughs> one, one book. I'm, re I'm reading is uh, Why Democracies Die, which is an interesting book, and then uh, which is has a lot of parallels to what's going on in this country. And then I'm reading a, a Truman uh, biography, and then I'm reading the Ron Darling book. <laughs> well, that's you know. all right. Well, you need a little levity, man. I like reading a lot of sports books, too, so I, I read a lot of those. Okay. So where do you think, your, your personal opinion, because you're an educated man, what do you think is the course we're on as a country? I think the country will split in 100 years, at least. What do you mean? I don't, I don't see the country lasting. Anybody that's traveled around the country realizes that the country is so different depending on like the northeast is different than the south it's different than the midwest it's different than the west coast so what i see happening with especially you know with everything that's going on in the courts and, and all this i see i can't see the country lasting as as one nation 
for very much longer. I think we'll break into a bunch of loose confederacies. Yeah. You know, I think you know the Northeast is going to break off, the South is going to break off, yeah, and we'll know. be labeled as like different. I, I think you know we'll we'll um we'll cooperate. You know, obviously, but I don't think like this federal system is going to last much longer. So you think in a hundred years, huh? Less, but I'm but at least you know. I'm, and I mean, that's another thing. Like, like Americans especially don't value history, and they don't really like consider this is only a small moment in time. Oh, without a doubt. Like they act like, like Americans act like you know, from the time we became a world power till now is like this infinite amount of time. Right. And it's only 1945 until 2019. Right. It's like this small little blip in history. Exactly. This is not something that that is right now right. like going to be talked about like 500 years from now no. if, we, if we go that long. It's a blip. And I don't and, and everybody acts like, oh, we're, we're, this is going to be like this forever and it always was this way. Right now. And, and America wasn't a superpower until after 1945. Right. So, I mean, I don't see it like lasting. I mean, like what we discussed earlier. I mean, I mean, it's and people are so are so quick to take the bait I mean, and argue. And look, look how easily polarized we are right now. Right over trivial things. Right over stupidity. Yeah, you know we're divided this much. Yeah. What will happen if there's ever real issues? Right. You know, just think how more divided we'll be. Right. And it just like what? Throw happen. a scenario out there, Mike School. Oh, <laughs> uh, scenario? Now you're asking me to go, like... I'm asking you a lot. I'm putting you on the spot. trivial thing? I mean, isn't, isn't it countless? Like, I mean, isn't it... I mean, something something major. Something major that yeah. would, would divide us? Yeah. Let's see. Something major. I mean, it's hard to say. I'm playing off the theme of all out war, Mike. <laughs> I mean... You have, um... Now you're... Put me on the spot here. I'm trying I'm to think sorry, of something buddy. major. No, that's okay. I'm just trying to think of something major that could happen. I mean, I mean, like, like you just see the divide between the the right and the left, right. you know. And I mean, it gets bigger and bigger every day. Sure. You know, and then you get the divide over, you know, Roe v. Wade or the gun issue or whatever, you know, and. And these are all just smaller issues, but they all come together eventually as one big thing. As one big thing, and it's just a different mindset. Yeah. And now, do you also think, like, I, 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 obviously, I'm just, I'm just throwing my opinion out there. Do you think that, you know, people are like, oh, there's going to be a revolution, this, that, and the other thing? But I just think, I don't think it's going to be a revolution. I think it's going to be a whimper. Right. And I just think that a lot of people just talk shit on their phones because they have so much easy access to throw their opinion out, but no one really actually does anything. Substantial. Oh, that's why I said it. I, I think it would be more of a whimper. Yeah. It's more of a just a, you go your way, we'll go our way. Right. You know, just a different way of doing things. Yeah. Did you hear about this stuff that people are going to storm Area 51, Mike? <laughs> you know, I never know of any of that stuff, like how true any of that stuff is. Well, they like, say there's a lot of jokes about it, but there's some people that are like, yo, man, like it's happening. We want to see aliens. We'll get shot. Right? <laughs> like, I laugh. I'm like, all right. All you idiots are going to storm Area 51. First of all, it's not like you're hopping over somebody's backyard fence and going into their back, you know, in their kitchen. Right. It's like you're in the middle of the desert. you got to hop a fence that they have 
permission to kill you on site. Well, and then you gotta jump the fence, and then you gotta run like I don't know how far, far, far like a mile to get into any structure. Half the stuff on social media, I never know what's real and right. You know, because I never see it anywhere else. Uh, no, you of know? course not. I see it on social media, I never see it anywhere else. So I don't know how much of it is real <laughs> right. and how much of this is just you know, just somebody having a good laugh. Right. Uh, well, idiots. there's like millions of people that are like in this group about stolen areas. There's millions people. of idiots. Right. Exactly. So, I was like, oh, it's gonna be like the massacre in the desert. That's what it's gonna go down as. I guarantee nobody shows up. No one's showing no up one's anywhere. Showing. Dude. So what else is happening? See, this is all off the cuff. I don't have That's questions right. for you. And we're just ripping through. I don't mind. You don't mind? What? You have questions? Yeah, who does the artwork on your album covers? Alexander Goulet from Quebec does does everything. Uh, I met Alex a few from years ago. From what record on? Um, from Dying God. Dying God. Down. I was going to say done, Dying God. He's done everything. And he's just a great guy to work with. And how it works is basically I send him the lyrics, and uh, he sends me art, and then we go back and forth. And uh, it's a team effort, but the ultimate vision comes from the lyrics. And for each record... I send him the lyrics, I send him the general concepts, and then he yeah, does everything. And, that, and that's how it works. And even, even for shirt ideas, we kind of do it the same way. I kind of hit him with, like, some lyrics, and then he'll send me back the design. He just goes, he's great. Yeah, there's some ridiculous, yeah. That was good. Yeah, he's been throwing a blank over here, Nick. He's been great to work with. Actually, you know, how I met him was I just put something up on uh, the All Out War Facebook page and I just asked, you know, hey, does anybody, anybody really? out there have any artistic ability? Send me, you know, whatever. And then we started talking. No shit. And then he hit me up with the way he would like to do things and that really resonated with me because I was like, yeah, you mean, you do it based on, like, lyrics and concepts? Fantastic. So, right. It, it, yeah. Perfect match. Just put it out to the universe, and there it is. I mean, we we uh, we have the same mindset, so it's so it's great. He's in a great band called Apes. Apes, yeah. From Quebec. Hardcore band, metal band, metalish, grindish. Grindish. Yeah. All right. Yeah. He also does. Like, he's been doing a lot of art. He does a. Uh, yeah, what the bands does he do? Uh, this band, uh, Wake, from uh, Canada. And then a bunch of other. I think he just did the uh, the new judiciary stuff. Oh, did he? Yeah. Okay. Uh, despised icon. I think he did their stuff. I could be wrong with that one. But uh, he's been he's been doing quite a bit of stuff. But he, he's great to work with. Glad I found him. You know, great guy. What's his name again? We'll give him a shout out. Alexandre Goulet. Alexandre Goulet. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff. So who are you here to see this weekend? <laughs> who am I here to see? Um, let's see. Well, Code Orange, uh, 100 Demons with Bruce. Um, you know, we've, we've played so many times with that line with those guys, you know, so I'm really psyched to see them. I'm really all the bands. I mean, Joe does a great job putting this together. It's very mixed. It's mixed up. It, it was weird. I mean, Into Another came, you know, came off the bill, but it was very weird. It was like Billy Club Sandwich into another, and then like... Saves the day. And then like saves the day. Yeah, crazy. I mean, I'm does. not too familiar with Saves Day. I saw them once at the final Bane show. I'm not familiar with them. I'm not familiar at all. 
This guy, Tim, from the Yale Street News Podcast, loves that band. Saves the day. Saves the day. I was, like, I, th- I was like, I'm not really going to shit on them, but any 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 band that has a sliced in half grapefruit on their cover is a little suspect to me. I, I couldn't say anything. It's like a pink grapefruit sliced in half, and it says, like, saves today. I don't even know what that means. That's later, that's that's later new. on stuff. Is it new? Oh. You just the old shit first album stuff? Nice. Stick around and watch. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check them out. I'm going to check them out. So what else you got going on, Mike? Yeah, can we talk about set list for tonight? Set lists. Uh, the one this uh, is is going to be all over, but it's all right. Is Hypocrites of the Revolution being played tonight? You know, I told those guys that we should play Hypocrites of the you Revolution, should. and they didn't want to play it. Come on. So actually, tonight is half of the new record. Okay. So I think like four or five songs off the new record, and then six old songs, okay. the same songs we always play. Hey, nice. So uh, it's it's a lot. Five off the new, six, yeah, six off the old, five off the new. You should be like, hey, they really want that song, you should probably play it. Hey, man, I would play that song, and then everybody want from the first record to see from the Seavers, and I would play that song, too. Who else has a, who else has a say in the set list? Does Nick have a say? Who? Andy? Andy. I don't know. No. Who knows? Come on, man. Get over here and start abusing. I, like, I just up? throw stuff out there and then they. I mean, I can play any of them. Well, well yeah, you, you, I mean, you, you guys rehearse all the time. Like, like, do you go through all kinds of songs or you just basically do the set list? I mean, you, you the vocalist, all you gotta do is remember your lyrics. Lately, uh, we've been playing a lot of songs, like, like, you know, like. 20 songs, you know, and then we do like the, we'll do like 20 songs, and then we'll do a set list. Right. What I say, what I, I say, mean, Nick before Eric, I'm a fucking retard. When you got seven records, and then countless EPs, <laughs> yeah, dude. like, picking out a set list gets harder and harder. Well, well, you have the staples. You do have the staples. We got Soap to Torment, Resist, Claim Your Innocence, those, of course. those songs always have to be in the set. Yeah. It's like that's like all out wars like round and round. Right, right. You, you know what I mean? You got <laughs> to pull it back around to rack. <laughs> so yeah, we have to play those songs. Cool. Any any closing words? Anything you want to talk about? Record wise, I mean we already discussed, I mean you do have some things in the works and uh, some things that you can't announce yet because obviously they're you know in the works. We got we got some some uh, bigger shows in the works, you know. The, Festivals the going overseas? No, no, not not this year. 2020, we'll be back over. Nice. I think we're looking to do Japan again in 2020. How's Japan? Japan is awesome. It is. It's all I have here for bands from the states. They go over to Japan and they kill it. Japan is great. Yeah. Um, hopefully, you know, Southeast Asia we can do in 2020. Well, you've been down there before, no? No, we've never, really? been, to South, we've never been to Southeast Asia. We've never been to uh, South America. You know? Really? So we've, we've never been. So, uh, you know, hopefully all that stuff will happen in 2020. You know, and then, like I said, we'll be working on some new stuff. Hopefully get an EP out, you know, in, in the spring just to follow this up. You're constantly writing, it seems like. Yeah, we're constantly writing yeah. all the time. I mean, you got a lot of shit to say. You know what? There's a lot of shit to be said. That's true. You know what I mean? It's constant. 
I mean, with with you know with with the with the stream of your content, I mean, it's, it's endless. It's endless. Practically writes itself. It pra exactly, you know, the, you, you, that, that's, that's exactly what I was grasping for. It practically writes itself. Cool, man. Well, I'm glad that uh, I had no idea when I was going to see you, and I thought maybe you were going to be here all weekend. But I'm I never know what I'm going to do. Everything depends on taking the boss. On the wire. Yeah, so uh, right now I'm going to be here, you know, at least until tomorrow, but that could change. Actually, like you need to get your ass home, Mike. Right. So who knows? <laughs> who knows? Actually, actually, I gotta say, my wife is really cool and all this stuff. Oh, sure. So she doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't care because I mean, she plays too. So. Yeah. Yeah. Where's she She was in the snow weather, and we're doing a band right now, Below the Frost. That's right. Michelle's playing bass. She writes all the music. Uh, Matt. Hatebreed plays drums. Really? And Mike Yusufer, who was in a band called Primeval, also did some time in Demolition Hammer. He plays guitar and I sing. Wow. Now, now, as far as, like, geography, like, you, you are you able like, to get together? Because I don't know where, like, Matt lives or anything. Oh, Matt lives right in Poughkeepsie. So oh, so yeah, I had no idea. Okay. So, uh, yeah, Matt used to play for us. Right, but I didn't know, you know where he lived or whatever. Yeah, he's, he's right in Poughkeepsie. Okay. So what's going on with Below the Frost, man? process of finishing up an EP, so that'll probably, I forget what label is from there, uh, Michelle does all that stuff. Okay. You know, so basically, I mean, for me, it's great, Below the Cross is great, because I just do what I'm told in that band. Listen, it's good. Well, I, I have to make decisions, yeah. Below the Cross, I make no decisions, I just do whatever, right. whatever she tells me to do, kind of like at home. Right. So, so I just do whatever, whatever she tells me to do, like, you know, she does everything with that band. So it's great. She organizes everything. She uh, she writes all the music. Nice. What kind of what, what, what is it? Is it along the lines of like an all-out war? Is it more metal? Is it more no. hardcore, grindy? It's more. It sounds, like, it sounds like it would be a black metal band. It's along those lines. Yeah. yeah it's like, but it's slow. It's like it's like a cross of a lot of different things. It's like like the Amoebics, and then it has. Like some Celtic Frost elements to it, and then it's got like uh, some fields of Nephilim, like you know, so, so some like new wave type stuff to it. It's, but it's it's definitely heavy, you know, it's, and it's a lot slower. Sludgy. I wouldn't. She gets really like <laughs> offended when anybody says like doom metal. Like she doesn't want to be. I get it. That at all. Yeah, I get so, that. <laughs> so it's more. I would say it's it's more along the lines of the Amoebics meets Celtic Frost. Okay. Like you got how many? So you, you have songs finished? I know you said you yeah, have, song, we have like one song that's up on um, right. on the page that Decibel released in January, and then. Someone. Uh, we got the songs from the for the EP done, and uh, she's just constantly writing, you know. So I mean, she's she's just got a whole arsenal of stuff. Yeah. Well, was she in any other projects? I mean, with yeah, she was in Stark Weather and this and that. But was has she been like out of playing music for a while? Yeah, yeah, she did. Uh, she played some tracks on Proton from Starkweather. That was the last record she did with that. Yeah. And then she hasn't really done much except write since then. So she has that. I mean, she's an artist, so she does like a lot of painting and things like that. 
job, but, but musically, musically, no. So, so that she had an itch that she needed to scratch, maybe. Right. Yeah. Just like you, if you find something else better to do, which you're not going to do. And I'm right. And I, I mean, like I said, this is what we do. You know, we, we, we do music. We do music. We do. She does art. You know. So I mean. It's our life. Yeah. You know, it always cracks me up when people say, don't your kids find this weird? No, my kids find you weird. Yeah. My kids, this is a kid's they, way of life. They don't they know, know anything else. Of course. You know, this is what they've always done. How many kids you have? Feel my man. I have two. Two? Older? Two, younger? Younger. I have, a, I have a 10-year-old, my daughter's 10, and my son is 7. My daughter's going to be 10 in September. But my, my daughter, I, I try, I try to get my daughter into, into like, she, she, she's not having it. She's not having all cool music. My kids um, don't care one way or the other. No? You know, I mean, they, they drink like it, but they're, like, not fan. You know, well, my daughter's into, like, like acting. She does, like, musical theater and stuff like that. That's cool. But, like, as far as heavy stuff is concerned, she doesn't care. She doesn't give a shit. She, she doesn't hate it. She'll listen to it, but she's not, like, she's not buying records or anything. Right. You know. Does she like dad's band? She likes mom's bands better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, it's kind of an oral assault, you know, on your ears. Yeah. You know, it's a little... Daddy's bands are a little bit, like, heavier. Yeah, a little bit. You know, it takes a little bit to uh, get adjusted to if you're a child, I can imagine. Yeah, my daughter's not having it. I try, I try to, like, she's a fan of the Beastie Boys, which yeah. I guess is all right. You know? I try, to, I, I try to ease her in a little bit. Like, I'll put on, like, a... Like a type of Murphy's Law song, like yeah. Skinhead Girl or something like that, try to ease her in, but, and then I draw on, like, you know, something like, you know, like a terror song, and she's not happening. You know, it's like, they get the song. You know, I'm trying, but they're going to go on their own way anyway. I would love to bring her one day, you know, in a few years from now, I would love to have her here with me and have her singing along with somebody or our war song. It's probably better if they find this stuff on their own. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. But it's alright to try to, you know. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, dangle it in front of them and see if they bite. It's just like, think back to when you were their age, your, your dad was like pushing stuff on you. Yeah, it was Yeah, it was just the shit that I like, heard in the background. Right, you, you want to like rebel. Exactly. <laughs> Good shit. Well, listen, do you want to maybe end this podcast? I mean, I'll attach it again. Actually, Tim Anderson Jr. from the Eel Street News Podcast, that's all my editing. So I'll give him a little shout out. But you want to put like a, like a song or a couple of all out more songs to end this podcast? We can tap on into, into the end. Like songs I would want you to play. All out more songs. Like your songs. Right. Yeah. So just name some songs. Whatever you would like to, you know, something off the new record, something old, a couple. It's up to you. This is your platform, Mike Score. I think off off the new record, like. Um, my favorite songs off off the new record is uh, Judas Always Crawls. Uh, and then Subjugate and Suffocate or Yeah, Subjugate okay. Suffocate. Okay. Which is like like really we tried to channel like Napalm Death and Carnivore on that one. Fucking awesome. So, Anything fucking channeling Carnivore gets the green light in my book. I mean Carnivore Carnivore and like all the all the German thrash bands like Creator and Sodom, that was like, those are like the major all-out war influences. Like everybody says Slayer, which is kind of funny because honestly, 
not as big of an influence as, as the German thrash bands were and Bolt Thrower. Of those of course, are, yeah. like, bigger influences on, on the music. Don't get me wrong, we love Slayer. Of course. But, I mean, we definitely bit off Creator way more than we could. Right. Well, you don't have to get bit off anything. Who's going on? In Creation. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I, obvi obviously, Carnivore or Typhoon Negative. Obviously, Carnivore. Carnival. I'm a carnival mark all day long. I mean, I love typo negative. Also, different especially world. like the earlier typo negative stuff. I love, I love it all, but the right. earlier stuff. Like we like, played, we played a lot of shows with them early on when they first started. So that was, that was cool. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I never got a chance to see Carnival like while they were still actually a group. I saw. I was at the last Rash Bash. You probably were there too. I was the there. Yeah, I was there when, when Pete announced. That they're no longer called Sub Zero when now Typo Negative. Yeah, I was, yeah, at, that I was at that show. That was like May of '91. I still have my tickets. That, that was a great, great show. That Biohazard, Leeway, White Zombie, Typo Negative, Chromex Reunion. Yeah, man. Good times. Good fucking times. That was my first show ever. My first show ever was was um was Anthrax at Lemoore's, but they weren't going on the Anthrax, they were called Satan Clowns Band. They were on the stadium, really? yep. It was right before State Euphoria came out, 1989. One of my favorite shows ever was Anthrax, Exodus, and Celtic Cross. Where at? At the Poughkeepsie Civic Center. Oh, okay, I'm not familiar with it. Okay, I thought you were going to tell me Lemoore's, and I would Lamar's, die that night. But, but that, was a great, that was a great show. I'm, I'm sure that that tour hit Lemoore, but uh, that was a great show. Right. Yeah, sick. Rest in peace, Pete Steele. I, I, I go to Prospect Park. Did you ever see the Pete Steele tree? No, but I, I saw pictures of it. Oh, yeah, I took pictures of it and stuff like that. Yeah, it was kind of cool. They they, put, they they erected a bench there, too, with a little plaque on it in memory of Pete Steele. Yeah. It's, like, right next. It's, like, on a path, and it's, like, a bench. Because you work for the Park. Right. So there's, like, a bench with a little memorial plaque, and they planted a tree in his honor. That's great. Yeah, man. Awesome. Good? We're good. We're this good. Is awesome. I'm glad that we got this uh, little opportunity, my man. Oh. And, and you know what? I don't know if I did. I probably did. But when I was booking shows in Brooklyn, you played one of my shows, and it was like one of those bands. Like, I really need a lot more to play one of my shows, and I'll be all right. And you guys came out, and it was bar it was a barbecue. It was in August. It was like 120 it was degrees. So hot that day. It was fucking. And we were in the middle of recording a record too. Were you? Yeah. So we stopped recording came down and played the show. Sick. I appreciate I didn't know that. I appreciate yeah. yeah, that was after Dying Gods. It was after Dying Gods, so we were recording Give Us Extinction. Yes. So I told so Steve Evans came out from California. I told him, I said, look, we gotta play a show, so we gotta start we'll start tracking. Right. And we gotta take a day, we're gonna go play a show, and then we'll come back. Yeah. So, that was a barbecue. I yeah. Did. Yeah. yeah, it was a good time. Yeah, it was a good time. It was so hot. It was, it, bro, it was like the hottest day of the year. It was the hottest day of the year, and inside was like 30 degrees hotter than it was outside. I had a great time, though. Oh, yeah, dude. It's always a fun time. Maybe I'll stop booking shows again. Who knows? You know, it's just timing. Oh, yeah. You know, I enjoy doing this. Booking shows is so hard, man. It I, is. I it's a thankless job, too. I, I don't know how people fucking do it. Right. Like, I would rather sit here at a table and stumble through a fucking podcast and try to fucking make it seem smooth. <laughs> I, I booked that, uh, the record release party that we're regular release show that we're doing next Friday yeah. and it, it was so fucking hard man <laughs> like Whoa, it yeah. came out good in the end but it was just
just like, it was hard, man. People I, don't realize, man. It's like, that's why it's like Joe and Chris and the, and the guys that they have doing this fest, it's like, yo, I have nothing but the fucking utmost respect for these dudes. Oh, yeah. It's like, look at this shit. Like, people that listen, like, people listen to, to this all over the place that will never come to where this is hardcore, but it's like... I mean, it's Friday. I mean, they're still setting up stuff, but, like, there's vendors and, and right. food trucks. I mean, there's everything you need in this whole area. And, and that's why, like we talked about before, it's always funny to me how there's all these haters, and it's like, it's what like, are you hating on? You know, yeah, what are you hating on? Oh, this band isn't this, or this band. People are arguing this band isn't... They're not a hardcore band, this and that. Yo, man, how about you try to put together one matinee one time? Right. And see how you fucking pull that I mean, off. It's not easy. No. I did it for a couple of years. I probably put together about 30 full shows. And you can't repeat shit over and over. There's bands that would want to play every time, but you can't do that. Except for, except for us, we play every year. Well, well, no, I'm saying like every like every once a month I was putting on a show. So once a month, every band would want to play again. It's oh, like, yeah. no, no one's going to come. You know, well, you're a different story. This is a different story. You know, it's just, you know, there's so much work, and I appreciate what these guys do. That's why, like, five years ago, I was standing on the stage, and I made it a point that no matter who plays, I came on a whim on a Saturday, and by myself, and I was standing on the stage... And it was the it was Bane's final. This is hardcore, and I'm standing there and I'm watching the whole thing go down. And I'm like, you know what? I'm making up my mind right here. I remember like it was yesterday that no matter who plays, no matter what, no matter what's going on, I am taking off of work. I don't give a shit, and I will be here as long as I can for every single fucking show from this point on. I mean, he does he does such a great job with the whole thing. And this it's not easy. And and and. This probably, as soon as this ends, they're going to take off, like, probably maybe, like, a week or so, and then they're going to start putting it together next year. Start playing next year, right. You know? So, and it's, you know, of course you're going to have haters, but that's fucking, you know, whatever. Right. You know? So, it's a good time. We had to have a good time. It's always a good time. On that, it was a good time talking with you, right? It was right? great talking to you, Jim. My friend. So I'm going to steal your microphone a little bit in a okay. couple hours whenever you come on. You know? One hour now, right? Yeah, something like Two, that. 8.50, something like 8. that. 8.50? I don't even know what time it is. What time is it? 7 o'clock. Oh, we two hours. Almost two hours. Yeah, so I'm going to go in and I'm going to talk, you know, when does Death Before, Death Before Dishonor goes on what next? Now, after the next band. After what? Who's playing? Inclination is on now. No, they're next. Who's playing now? So now, now, what are we gonna close with, Mike? What are the songs? Songs. We're wrapping I, this up. Songs that I want you to play, or songs. Songs that you want me to play that will be on this. Let's see. Take us out, Mike. Score. We'll do hypocrites. Fuck yeah. All right, dedicated dedicated to Tim Anderson Jr. Got it. <laughs> and then. Let's see. <laughs> this is like the hardest question I yeah, ask you all day. Right. <laughs> There's so many to pick from. I'm sure. I'm going back through all, all the records. Uh, Truth in the Age of Lies. Truth in the Age of Lies. That's my favorite song off of uh, Truth in the Age of Truth Lies. Truth in the Age of Lies. <laughs> uh, let's see. Claim Your Innocence. All right. Those Who Were Crucified. 
And then we already did one from Condemned to Suffer. Let's see. Mercy Killer off right. of Into the Killing Fields. Sounds like a plan. That is one of my favorite All Out War songs. All right. And one off of the new record? And one off of the new record, new, uh, Divine Isolation. Divine Isolation. Awesome. Good time. Talk to you soon. All right, Jimmy. And with that, we're over here now. Oh, God, thanks! Eat it, eat,
Yeah!